You're listening to the Workforce Wise podcast from Equifax, where we help you better manage your workforce by saving time, reducing risk, and focusing on increasing profits. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the Workforce Wise podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fry, and we've got a couple really interesting guests today who are going to talk to us about updates in unemployment cost management and what has happened over the past three months that has kind of been different where we are right now and then kind of what we can expect as we move through the rest of 2020 and into 2021. I'd like to introduce our speakers. Today we have with us Stephen Solovic. Steve is the Vice President of Unemployment Claims and Tax Management at Equifax Workforce Solutions. He joined Equifax in 2008, representing our unemployment clients at administrative tax hearings and unemployment hearings. Today, he has responsibility for managing all of our unemployment claims management services. Steve earned his JD from St. Louis University School of Law in 2007 with a concentration in labor and employment law. Thanks for being with us today, Steve. Thanks for having me, Jason. And I know I introduced you as Stephen, but that seems way formal. So I'm going to call you Steve from here on out. That's right. Stephen's reserved for my wife when I'm in trouble and my dad pretty much all the time. Noted. We also have Rory Carney. Rory is a senior manager of employment tax services here at Equifax, and she helps our employer clients in identifying and recovering overpaid tax and managing employment tax costs and minimizing compliance risk. Rory is a certified payroll professional with the American Payroll Association. Welcome, Rory. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, Jason. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me today. So today we're going to talk a lot about UC updates and what employers can expect with SUI tax increases. As a note for our listeners, you can also look at the show notes and find links to webinars and additional information on our website about our UC services and the suite of services that we provide to our employer clients. Steve, we're going to start with you. UC has become a hot topic like I cannot explain and like we haven't seen for a long time. In the past three months, Almost all reporting that we've seen is around COVID and how it has impacted the employment opportunities for almost everybody in the U.S., but especially for employers, as we see those unemployment claims numbers rising, and we see Congress responding with several different pieces of legislation that has changed unemployment, changed the way unemployment works, and changed the way that people can file for unemployment in ways that we haven't seen before. And it's a lot for employers to think about, and it's a lot for employers to take in. But I want to ask you to kind of break down what's new. What has happened? Where are we at? What are we seeing in UC and in unemployment cost management overall? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Jason. And and you really hit the nail on the head. It's been a pretty wild ride. Uh, Thinking back to when kind of all of the shelter-in-place orders started back in maybe mid-March, and I didn't quite realize at that point from a professional perspective kind of how how different our lives were going to be here at Equifax, and I don't think anybody could have anticipated just from a, a public perspective in general um, what the nation was going to look like when you, you start to think about unemployment. So um, what's new? Well, you know, there's there's a little bit of good news out there, right? But but keep in mind it's all it's all relative. Uh, recent Department of Labor data is showing that national initial filings are are down. I say that with a grain of salt, right, because they're down to still about a, a million and a half initial filings each week. But remember, we peaked at over 6 million, which is, you know, 
20x or more of you know what we might normally see on a on a on a given week, right? So the decrease in in those weekly numbers it is starting to flatten a little bit, which is a little worrisome, right? The the slope downward is certainly not as steep as the spike that kind of smacked everybody in the face. Of the of the 29 million or so individuals that are filing continued claims, about nine million of those are filing under this uh, pandemic unemployment assistance that that came out with the CARES Act. So folks that might not be eligible for regular state UI are being taken taken care of by the federal government as well. I think another thing that all of our employers are talking about, you see it on the news every day, claimants are still struggling to get paid. Even from claims that they might have filed back in, in March or April at Equifax, we definitely encounter that still on a daily basis. New inbound claims coming from states where it's very clear the claimant tried to file at the outset of this pandemic. And while most states have made what I would call really significant progress in the area of kind of cleaning up the backlog. They're also focusing on other things that they need to do as a result of the CARES Act and a result of, of state emergency orders, different things they need to implement. And that's not always easy um, when you're talking about a state uh, unemployment agency trying to, to do new things. Uh, fraud claims, I'd also say, Jason, uh, have you heard anything from our customers about fraud claims? We've seen a lot in both national media about fraud claims, and we're hearing more and more from our clients about fraud claims. And I know that a lot of our listeners have seen the same reporting that we have, that the states have seen an increase in fraud claims like they've not seen before. In fact, we've seen some states taking steps to stop processing so they can start getting their hands around fraud claims for a certain number of days. So I think that fraud is a hot topic. And I'll stop for just a second and say, you know, Steve's being nice when he says that when the shelter in place started, Steve's been sheltered in place in the office for about <laughs> three months with his teams working nonstop to make sure that our clients' unemployment claims are responded to and responded to quickly to make sure that the employees kind of get exactly what they need and that our employers stay compliant. But no doubt in a world where Equifax process is somewhere between 25-30% of all the unemployment claims inside the U.S. Know that Steve, when he says shelter in place, it's a far different look because he's been locked up in his office for about three months. So thank you for that, Steve. But yeah, we have seen a lot of increase, especially in national reporting around fraud. And I know we're hearing a lot from states too. What are you seeing from the states from the fraud perspective? And what are you hearing from um, I know, are the people that we work with at the states who work very closely with, what are you hearing from them about what they're experiencing, what they're seeing when fraudulent claims? Yeah, well, I'm glad that my, my SOS signals from the roof of our office here in St. Louis are, are being being seen. So thanks, Jason, for that. Um, yeah, the, I mean, states, they're struggling, right? And when you think about just the, the immediate hit of unemployment claims, and unfortunately, fraudsters and, and, and hackers have taken advantage of states needing to pay out massive amounts of money to massive amounts of people in a very short period of time. Because if that's not done right, think about the heat that they're under. So they're trying to balance, you know, doing the right thing for the public. They're trying to balance, you know, all the all the, the labor, you know, issues and things they've got internally, right? Because just like at Equifax, state agencies, you know, the folks that work there, they're encountering this massive spike and they're trying to balance all these interests. So we're seeing, you know, millions of dollars being paid out in, in fraudulent claims. Equifax, you know, ourselves, we've seen tens of thousands of inbound claims where we consult with our clients only to realize that this is a fraudulent claim. And it ebbs and flows, right? It seems to move from state to state. Some states have been hit a little bit harder. 
lots of law enforcement agencies, both local and, and federal, right, even up to the Secret Service are involved in looking into this. So um, what I would say is our state agency partners are doing a really good job to identify everything, make sure that, you know, claimants are actually taken care of, legitimate claimants, that is, make sure folks whose identities may have been compromised and are victims of this fraud are also being taken care of and not having any sort of, um, you know, detriment to, uh, to, to their well-being. And how about, and it, that's a good overview of what the states are seeing. What how about employers? What are employers feeling when they think about fraud? And what can they be responsible for when we think about fraud inside the UC systems? So that's a great question. So I think it's a couple of things. First of all, what we hear from our clients is just a little bit of panic, right? Because they've got a lot of employees that are contacting their human resource professionals within the organization to say, hey, what happened, right? Why, why is my information out there? Um, you know, what are you doing, employer, to help to help me get this fixed? And, you know, you don't want to have a group of employees within your organization that are upset. So our, our HR partners, they're certainly, um, you know, looking to, to kind of quell any fear. And, you know, we help those organizations and directly communicating with state agencies and, and getting the down and dirty from them on what those folks that are impacted should do. So that's something that we're really proud of at Equifax is our relationship with those state agencies and the ability to then help our clients. From a charging perspective, it's pretty much all across the board, right, Jason? Um, a, lot of, a lot of states have committed that employers will not be charged for fraudulent claims. As a matter of fact, a lot of states have committed that really any, uh, any COVID-related claims are not going to hit um, the bottom line of, of our employers through benefit charges or, or increased taxes. But it's very, very complex, especially when you start to think about the federal funding provisions within the CARES Act. To get even more out of today's episode, make sure you get your free tools like webinars, ebooks, videos, and more at equifax.com slash wise. Let's think for a minute about the employers specifically and folks who work for our employer clients that may be listening. What do they need to be doing? Are there any best practices that they should be following as we are moving through what is the response to COVID as we are coming out of shelter in place in a number of states across the nation? And then as we might think about what happens in the fall if we go back into a shelter-in-place order. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, thankfully, things are starting to open back up a little little bit, right? So um, there are a number of different considerations here as things open back up. But I want to tell a quick quick story. So uh, last week, I was able to get out of the office at some point before 7 o'clock, which was totally awesome. And I was able to go get a haircut, something that I'd neglected to do. Uh, it, it had been probably a month right before the pandemic started. So I was going on, on about four months uh, without a haircut. So it was, it was looking pretty uh, it was looking pretty gross. But at any rate, Jason, I stopped in and I had a good conversation with the manager who incidentally was the one that was uh, that was cutting my hair. And we were just talking a little bit about how business was going. I noted that, you know, it was kind of empty in there. There are only a couple of people working. And she mentioned, hey, a lot of our folks have decided not to come back to work until that additional extra federal unemployment money has uh, has stopped, right? And at that point, she didn't know really who I was or or uh, you know what my job was every day. So I said, huh, tell me a little bit a little bit more about that. And we got to talking, and you know, it became apparent to me that a lot of folks are just not aware that when employees are being recalled because you know their their jobs are back or at least you know a portion of them, maybe they'd only be working partially. That if they're refusing that recall, we really need to be reporting those things to the state unemployment agencies. It's really important to the integrity of the unemployment program. So I'd urge all employers, if you're struggling with getting your folks to come back to work, you know, it is a situation where we want to make sure the unemployment agency has all facts. And if they're not issuing additional claims, the only way for them to really get that would be 
uh, if the employer is proactively uh, notifying the unemployment agency. At Equifax, we will do that for our clients. We work with our clients every day to make sure that uh, state agencies have all the right information they need to properly adjudicate claims and ultimately protect our employers from charges. Um, you know, Jason, you asked about what's what's next. You know, what's what's down the line, and what should employers be thinking about? Otherwise, it's it's those additional subsequent uh, items that are going to be coming in from an unemployment perspective. You know, we've got all these claims. We've handled a ton of them. Claims are starting to slow down a little bit. What what happens next? You start to get initial decisions. You get determinations, and those decisions are very important for employers to to understand and to to categorize properly because that's the backup evidence that you need later on in subsequent quarters when you start to get charge statements that are gonna determine who's on the hook for these benefits, right? You know, presuming employers are doing the things they need to do, they're responding to claims, they're, they're getting those determinations. The next thing is to say, hey, wait a minute, state, you're charging me for these benefits where either the federal government should be on the hook or you state through emergency orders should be on the hook for these. You need to make sure that your account's not uh, not being charged erroneously, and that's another thing that we've got at Equifax is a great dedicated team of folks that do nothing but that, right? They review incoming charge statements versus uh, claim histories. They do a great job protecting our employers' uh, tax accounts from erroneous charges. Yeah, and honestly, that's all great information, and I want to take just a minute to personally thank you as a person without hair to know the struggle that you've gone through over this period with your hair care. So thank you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> if this keeps up much longer, Jason, I don't think there'll be a need for haircuts for me in the near future. <laughs> you will have lost it all along the way. <laughs> but I, And I'm also interested in, you mentioned increased tax rates, and that's kind of a perfect segue for Rory. Rory, I know that we have seen unemployment claims like we have never seen before, over 42 million initial claims for benefits. And benefit charges always going to have a negative impact on tax rates. So can you talk a little bit about what's new, what you're seeing, and what employers need to be thinking about when we're talking about not so much the claims, but more the tax effect of the claims later down the road? Sure. Sure, Jason. <clears throat> so initially, when, when COVID kind of put everybody in a shelter in place, uh, the immediate need was like Steve and his group were handling is the claims, how are we going to handle all these claims? But now what we're seeing our clients say is, great, now that all these claims have been are, are in and processed, what's going to happen to my tax rate? So, um, and as you've mentioned, we haven't seen an amount of claims like this come in in forever. The last time we saw something like this was during the Great Recession in 2007 and 2008. And during that period, a lot of the states took out federal loans to shore up their trust fund reserves. And at its peak in 2011, about 21 states were, fell subject to the few to credit reduction. So that's kind of what we're seeing now again. Um, just as of uh, June 17th, 11 jurisdictions had received Title 12 advances or had been uh, granted authorization for future, for future advances. Which is this is and this is like a line of credit. So even though the states are not, the state funds are going to be depleted, we're going to have to the employers are still going to have to pay out. Honestly, that's really interesting information and really 
got to be something that employers are thinking about a lot as those state funds get depleted because those funds have to come from somewhere. And I imagine I know where those funds will come from. So how will the changes affect employers going forward? And what do they need to be thinking about? What can they be doing? Are there any best practices that they can put in place to make sure that they minimize that tax effect that may happen further down the road? So Jason, great question. So even though we have 34 states that have non-charging of benefit provisions in place, keep in mind that even though the benefits aren't going to be charged to specific employers, we're going to see these costs be socialized and they're going to come out of the state funds eventually, state trust funds eventually. And any sizable depletion of the funds are going to have a negative impact on all employer tax rates in the state, not just employers that may have seen a reduction in a workforce. So what we've seen a lot of our clients focus in on is how, what should I be looking at for my tax rates going forward? Um, should I be forecasting tax rates? Should I be looking at what my, what's going to be impacting my tax rate in 2021? And as we've seen already, we already know 2020 tax rates are not going to change except for maybe a handful of fiscal year tax rate states like New Jersey and New Hampshire and Vermont. But any other state where you're, you're looking at the COVID claims are going to be impacting from March to June, June 30th is our rate calculation date. So for most of the states, they use that calculation, that rate calculation date. Um, so they're gonna be looking at charges and payroll up through that date. Um, but we're gonna be looking at, you should be focusing in on what were the amounts that are not gonna be charged to the employers? What are gonna be, the, what's, the, what's the Fed gonna cover? Um, we're gonna see a lot of employers with decrease in taxable payrolls because nobody was working for those several months. Um, what we're going to be looking at, a lot of the states had a deferral of your tax payments. So that's going to impact the tax rate calculations. Also, I think um, there was many states that that deferred the uh, payments through June 1st. Um, so we're going to be looking at what your ending reserve balances are. And then we're also going to be looking at what, what are the states going to do to kind of get some of that money back and build up those trust fund reserves. Um, so they're going to start putting in um, state factors are going to put in penalties and additional costs to the employer. So even though if you, ne like I said earlier, even if you never had a, any reductions in force, you're still, because those costs are all going to be socialized, all employers are going to kind of take a hit for that. Yikes. And that is scary sounding even for me. So I can imagine that employers are thinking a lot and kind of worrying a lot about that forecast, how to forecast their tax rates how to get their arms around it. Can you talk for just a minute about the service that we provide, how we help our clients in that forecast process, about the people that we have on staff and what really that service looks like for an employer? Sure, so Equifax has over 100 professionals um, that work, on, work with our clients on reviewing tax rates as your tax rates are issued each year. And then this year specifically, we're going to definitely see a, we've seen a, a lot more clients come in and say, um, again, what are my tax rates going to look like? I want to talk about them. And we've kind of all, we've kind of been telling our clients, you know, put a pause on it. We just kind of want to see what's going to happen through June 30th. And then after that second quarter contribution return is processed, we can kind of get a better focus on what the states are going to do. So between the 100 professionals we have in our operations team, we also have a government relations team that has, they're on the pulse of what all the changes are with the different state agencies, um, keeping up to date on wage base and uh, trust fund factors. Um, 
so they're they're constantly in touch with keeping up to date on what what's going to impact the tax rates in 2021. No, I think that that is a great example of um, the service and the service that we provide for our employer clients, not just how many people are doing it, but that they've been doing it for such a long time and that they've got those relationships at the states, not just at the processing level, which is so vitally important, but like I mentioned, government relations at the legislative level. So we can help not only keep our clients apprised of what is going on, but also help advocate for our clients on their behalf when we're talking about new legislation that's coming out at both the state and the federal level. So I'd like to thank both you guys for taking a minute and talking to us through um, what we're seeing, what employers are feeling, how we can help, and what we expect for employers to see over kind of the next 18 to 24 months and help kind of lining out some best practices. I know we'll probably have several more of these conversations over the next couple of years, but I did want to kind of point out for just a minute that Equifax is uniquely poised in this industry, not just because of our size, but because of the effects that our employer clients get from using our service. There's a marked reduction in charge amounts, shorter duration of claim time, decrease in weekly payments, and all of those things put together equals like almost a thousand dollars of savings per approved claim, which is something that an employer can really feel. So in addition to the services that we provide, we're providing a real impact to their bottom line. Like I said, I'd like to thank both Steve and Rory for joining us today. Thank the listeners for tuning in and note that there are several additional resources in the show notes for this podcast. So if you've got additional questions or need more information, please hop over to those show notes and check out the links to both the webinar and our websites, which has a lot more information, both on UC and the other services we provide to our employer clients. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Rory. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the Workforce Wise podcast. And don't forget to download your free tools at equifax.com slash wise. While you're there, check out our other episodes and sign up for our live tech demo to see our solutions in action. And to keep our lawyers happy, you should know the information provided on the Workforce Wise podcast is intended as general guidance and not intended to convey specific tax or legal advice. For tax or legal information pertaining to your company and its specific facts and needs, please consult your own tax advisor or legal counsel. The views expressed are those of the discussion leaders and do not necessarily reflect official positions of Equifax. Investor analysts should direct inquiries using the Contact Us box on the Investor Relations section at Equifax.com.